are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Welcome to a new episode of The Awakened Soul. As always, happy to talk to you guys this week. We had a heck of a show planned. Um, as heavy as last week's show was, this one's a little it's it's a lot lighter hearted. It's it's a lot more fun. Um, not necessarily so so deep with a lot of things. And I know the Awakened Soul were all about cracking stuff open, going on a deeper level, breaking stuff down. And you get that with a lot of things on this podcast, but it's it's with a little bit lighter of a hand. We got uh AT2 and Fame Black coming in to talk about um a segment that was originally supposed to be about um uh social media and how to use it to promote and create your own personal brand. Um uh, but it turned into because me and Fame have such such a great chemistry and we've been podcasting together for so long, we veer off a lot and we talk about just stuff funny and, and uh, interactions and stuff that we've had so you got that you got 82 added in that mix now we also have Rhonda mary um who who has her own youtube channel uh that she just it, it hasn't been around too long she saw, talks on a lot of uh social issues as well as fitness because those are things she's interested in we got her coming in and talk about uh, a little of the trump issue and politics and sports and you know we 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 sit down we talk about quite a few subjects uh it was her first time podcasting she did an excellent job so definitely go and support her uh when you get to that part and she promotes her social media and then to end the podcast we got someone who's always on the podcast and andrew bello you guys know our chemistry um but we're talking about fandom and what uh your fandom means and how it should or should not inform your opinion but also in that one we bring in colin wysong who's another person I've been podcasting with for a while. And you get a lot of fun in that too. So this podcast does have some things that will make you crack open and, and think about a little bit deeper. Also, maybe how you can promote your own personal brand um, and just get your voice out there. This is The Awakened Soul. We're going to go ahead and get into our intro music. When we come back, we're going to go off the rip with Hayes. And I have just, just a few things that I want to talk about before getting to the podcast proper. So thank you for listening. As always, let's go. Alright, so as you guys know, last week, like I said, we had a pretty deep episode. We had a couple of episodes last week cracking open some deep topics. Um, this week, just in, in going off the route with Hayes, I really honestly didn't have as much to talk about it as I usually do in these segments. Um, it, it's it's basketball preseason just started. Football season, we're in, we're in the in what week four now week three whatever whatever it is we're we're quite into that um it's it's an exciting time in the johnson household sports i i I love literally almost all sports um also you know we got the we got the trump and uh nfl stuff that that it's calmed down so far this week um I have some things to say on that. I'm kind of waiting to see how all the games this week play out before I really talk about it. So unfortunately, it may not be till next week. You get to hear me uh, go back into that topic heavily. Um, But to kind of to kind of bring everything you're going to hear in this podcast together, uh, I wanted to talk about, you know, taking ownership kind of over over yourself and what you put out there in social media and how you use it. 
for you and what what do you what you put your time into and and off the rip with Hayes I just because in the podcast um and you know it may have not actually made air you know I think this is actually when I was on in beta which you're going to hear more about what the in beta podcast is but I was asked how do you how do I make so much time uh for everything I do and that's work kids family um, watching and staying on top of things that are going on uh, in our society, whether it be sports, news, uh, politics, uh, movies, TV, just just how how do I find time to do it all? And and that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about here in Off the Rip is that let let's say and, and this is the way that that I look at it and I carry kind of carry myself is. Let's say you had you you sleep eight hours a day, which I which I don't. I'm, I get five maybe, but I don't need more than that. Um, but let's say you sleep before eight hours a day. That leaves you sixteen hours, right? Sixteen hours to do other things. So eight of those hours, eight and a half, uh, nine maybe if you if you count your travel, go away with work. So what does that leave you? That leaves you seven hours to do with your day. Okay, let, let's let's see. In that seven hours, you still have to cook. Uh, if you have a family, you have to spend time with your kids. You have to uh, help help your kids with, with their homework, spend family time, whatever that is. So let, let's say you take half of that, half of the time that you have left allotted. So we said seven hours. So you take three and a half hours out of that to, like I said, do family things. Let's, we'll just categorize it under family things. So those next three and a half hours, what do you do with those three and a half hours? Do you play video games? Do you decide to get a little of extra sleep? Do you decide to watch YouTube? Do you scroll up and down your social media? What do you do with those other three and a half hours? That's the spot where you have to make the decision at. You have to use that time to work for you. So when people ask, how do I find time to do so much? That's because I maximize my day. And I don't, like I said, I don't even sleep eight hours. So I'll probably get two more hours back from that. So for other than three and a half, I'll have five and a half hours to do whatever I want to. So with that being said is think about it every time you all that time you you plan spank playing you spend playing madden playing 2k that's fine if that's what you want to do with it but then you don't have the opportunity to bitch about when you don't get things that you need to get done it's all about choices and how you weigh them do you want to spend that time playing video games or would you rather spend that time doing something that you're going to get more out of that you're going to find more pleasurable or that ultimately may leave a, a longer lasting legacy it's all about how you decide to manage your time. And a lot of us, and don't get me wrong, I haven't always been good at managing my time. I've always thought about it as as that, like I probably should be, quite honestly. But um, it's, it's, it's all about a balance and what you want to put that in. Simply put, like it is. Do you want do you want to take some extra time to do that studying for your school test? Do you want to take that time away from watching YouTube and put it into researching and helping you in your schoolwork or are you furthering your career? What do you want to do with that time? That's the question. That's the hard questions that no one really wants to think of. It's fine if you want to get more sleep. It's fine if you want to just sit around being on your couch, but then you don't have the opportunity or really the ability to then bitch when you don't have time or you're not moving or progressing forward. Because guess what? If you take all that time that you spent trying to creep out those extra couple of hours of sleep and put that towards perfecting something that can better you, how much better off would you be? We don't have a stay woke segment this week. 
So I wanted to hit hit something off the top and think about that as this podcast progresses. And when you get to the end of the podcast, email me and let me know you, what you're going to hear on this podcast. There are a lot of people, literally everyone who's on this show today either has a podcast, has a YouTube channel, maybe does both. They have something else that they're putting their, their time into. And when, you, when people sit back and they think, how do people have time? Or I would like to do something like that. It's really not that hard. A, have something to say, which I've talked to you guys about before already. And have the dedication to actually make it happen. And that may mean cutting out something that you would maybe find more enjoyable right away. To ultimately reap the benefits further on along in your life and in, in your endeavors. Just think about it. And, and I, I sent out a tweet that I've gotten way more feedback than what I thought was when I sent out the tweet. It's simply put, it boils down to this. Either do what you're passionate about for a living or find a way to use what you do for a living to fund what you're passionate about. I mean, yeah, that's an oversimplification. There, there's, there's ways you can break that down to probably about 20 steps if you really wanted to get analytical with it. But just sit back and think about it. What what in what you do in your life, when people look back and say, hey, this this is what this guy's legacy was. This is what anyone can learn about this guy. This is what anyone can learn from this guy. A, I put I put the priority in my children. Like ultimately, when I'm dead and gone, I want people to be able to look at my kids and say, hey, whoever, even if they don't know me, whoever raised those kids did a pretty good job. That's that's how i look at things that's ultimately what i want everything to be that and like i said just you know how i i do try to help people that's the point of this podcast is not to glorify me or make me seem like i'm a know-it-all or flash how smart i am it's hopefully that somebody gets something out of it that's that's what it's all about and you know I've, i've been podcasting what a year and a half almost two years now and i like to think that slowly but surely i'm building more of a legacy and um with with my other podcast network all the personalities and uh, and all the people that i've helped you know find a passion in podcasting from that and then the awakened soul like it all came together in the awakened soul for me um in doing this podcast and you know me to get out a lot of things like i said ultimately to help people and uh, help other podcasts grow and to help that conversation and keep things in the public conscious like I'm, I'm doing the best i can and and that's what it's all about let me know what you think about it let me know how you feel about it Ho- hopefully i didn't crack too many eggs on that one but you know it, it, it is what it is and you know as at let's let's also announce that it is what it is studios um is official and it, it's 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 a podcasting network so to say which i already have one podcast network why in lord would i start another one but um it, it's it's starting with in beta which is fame black and at2 like i said you heard you heard something about that um further on in the podcast but we, we have that and then you know andrew bello if he ever uh decides to do something which i think i think the awakening soul is becoming is becoming his outlet for that so um Andrew's just great. Um, and then you know that we're also working on a couple other things. We got JB who uh, breaking the books, which is which is his sports podcast is going to be under the is what it is studios banner too. So look out look out for that. We're 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 pushing along. We're making movement here. But let's go ahead 
let's get into the podcast. Let's uh, the first segment that you're gonna hear is me and Rhonda Mary um, talking about, like I said, Trump and, and sports, and we spun into different things uh, after that. So let me know this. Like I said, it's her first time podcast. She did a great job. Shouts out to her on that. Uh, reach out and support her because she's she's a great person. Honestly, she she just really is. She she's passionate about a lot, and we didn't get to get into all that in this podcast because I had you know a, a specific subject that we wanted to cover. But I'm sure I'll have her back on, and you know she does have her own platform as well uh she's a very smart intelligent young lady who who uh, has a passion uh, about fitness and and talking about things so we'll get into that one and so i'm, I'm gonna leave you guys uh before we go into the segment with um a, a song to kind of set the mood to kind of bring home uh everything i talk about at first is going to be a little message and then a song and then on the other side of the song it's me and Rhonda Mary. The separation of talent and skill is one of the greatest misunderstood concepts for people who are trying to excel, who have dreams that want to do things. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft. I've been killing microphone, killing microphone. I've been killing microphone, killing microphone, nigga. I've been killing microphone, killing Killing my phone, killing my phone, killing my phone. I've been in like a zone. When you talk to me, minimize your tone. Take some of that bass out your voice. Don't go and put your energizer on. When it's beef, I'ma going all the way. I don't mean to the end of night, come on. I mean I'ma take it to the grave until I end your life zone. I'm talking about crackerjacking these niggas till they whole enterprise is gone. I'm talking about clapping at these niggas with some shit that's gon' feminize the strong. I'm talking about tenderizing the bone. I ain't talking about weird science song. When I say that my seal is probably gone, I'm talking about villainizing the home. Spinning like a zone, I'm looking like Rambo in this bitch. But nigga, I ain't feeling like Stallone. Feel more like I'm in a heist alone. Look, I don't like to aim my shit at any artist. When I'm writing, I'm just generalizing. How am I gonna take a shot at something I can't even fucking identify with? I'm feeling like the long days away from feeling my patron. The youth that had a code, this bitch waiting for me, chilling by the phone. Used to do donuts on the grass, now I'm just feeling like a drone. Cause even though I'm sitting high somewhere, I'm still spinning by your home, bitch. I've been killing my phone, bitch. Listeners of the Awakened Soul, uh, welcome to to a segment I've been planning for a while. I've been trying to get this person in. Uh, we, well, we planned it a couple of weeks ago, but it's it's finally coming to fruition. Uh, we have the lovely Rhonda Mary has stepped into the Awakened Soul to talk some things, some politics, some sports with me. Rhonda, how are you doing today? I am doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. What about you? I'm doing all right. It's been it's been an interesting day with work and everything else. But you know what? I mean, we will endure as as I always have. Um, but uh, so, you know, tell the people this is your first time on the Awakened Soul. So just tell the people a little bit about yourself. And of course, you know, towards the end, we'll get a chance to plug your wonderful YouTube channel and everything else. But just tell them a little bit about who Rhonda Mary is. Well, basically, um, I am a youtuber basically talking about social commentary um some of the things that's going on right before us specifically things that um deal with black people people of color and of course i'm a fit enthusiast so i also talk about some health things as well yeah yeah, so you're you're pretty well rounded. Like I try to be here on try to do a little bit of everything. I've been watching your YouTube channel and you know, you have some definitely some good insights and that's kinda why I wanted you here. Um so I mean, y'all, you're very welcome. Let let's let's jump right into it. So 
I know I talked a little bit briefly about it before with Andrew Bello, but I wanted to get a because me and Andrew are so just entrenched in this day to day. I wanted to get your mm-hmm. opinion on on what's going on with Trump and and athletes of the NFL and NBA and just just at at a base level right now. Like what what's your take on it? Um. Well. I think it started out well intentioned, but it has definitely turned into a little bit of a a, a circus act, a freak show. Um, I'm I'm not very entertained by it. I think that at this point, um, our emotions are kind of being played on a little bit. Um, so um it's 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 just not a good look right now it's just not a good look it's definitely um it's beginning to spin out of control Mm -hmm. um and i think the original intent or the original idea for this protest has definitely been changed um and i think it's starting to become tarnished almost as well yeah i i definitely agree with that i think that you know, a lot of people have taken what Colin Kaepernick's original reason of kneeling is and has kind of kind of twisted to their own um, to their own definition and own meaning, which that, that can be said with with a lot of social things. It, it kind of takes a on its life of its own after it gets past a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think this past Sunday was it was it was more about um, about NFL players defending each other and themselves more so than the social injustices. Um, but I want I want to ask you this though. Let's 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 go into this. Um, do you have you or do you know anyone who's decided to boycott the NFL because of Callan Kaepernick not being signed? And do you support that that line of thinking that we should be doing that? Um, I actually know quite a few people who are boycotting the NFL. Um, they're not watching. They're not buying sports items, sports gear. Um, and I think it's admirable, and even I myself, I'm I'm not like a big sports fan, um, so I don't particularly watch the NFL unless like socially. I'm totally down and I'm supportive of it, um, but I just don't see a solution. I don't see a answer to the problem. Um, Colin Kaepernick, I don't know if he said that, said this exactly, but it's been said that he did this to kind of start this discussion, like start this national discussion of race and race and how it relates to, uh, the world, America, how it relates to black men being gunned down in the streets. And now that we have the attention, because we def, I mean, it's, it's there now, it's, the biggest now this movement um that it has been the media has been spinning this story for days now constantly when i'm sure it's plenty of other things we could be talking about for example the things going on in puerto rico um but i i just don't see the end goal and so I'm just kind of like that supportive, down for the cause, friend. Like, you know, what you want to do? What's up? Like, I got you. I'm rolling. But the other side of me is like, okay, but where are we rolling to? Like, what's the end? What's the plan? We have the attention now. Like, what do you really want to do? What do you have in mind? And so 
that's the part that I'm kind of eager for, mm, but it's I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Yeah, no, and and I can I can agree with that. It, every it it needs leadership, and you know even though Callan Kaepernick started it, I don't really know if he's the person to lead it so to say i just i just don't know if he's if he's that socially aware or inept really to um to head something that's that's gotten as big as what it has um but you know i i can't say one way or another i'm just, I'm just saying looking at what we have right now i just don't know that um but like you said it's taking on a life of its own um but let, let's let's flip on the other side of it let, let's not just focus on the sport aspect let, let's let's talk about the president president trump um, his reactions to uh, athletes and and really, and I and I've said this before on air. I, I I think that some things should be beneath the office of the president. Like just just something should be beneath all people. Like you don't have to respond to everything. And I think sometimes he feels the need to respond to things where it would kind of calm the situation down better if he just wasn't to respond. Um, but what what do you think about that? I totally, a hundred percent, do not take Trump seriously. He's also, he's obviously also still this, um, this this media personality. He's always looking for this PR moment. He's always looking for the next media spot or to shift the attention or to cause a scene. Like I think that's naturally who he is. And I mean, I personally, I just don't find it entertaining. It's annoying. I, I'm actually bothered that so many people feed into it and I get so sucked into it. And it's really, it's really unfortunate. Um, it's un- unfortunate for our country. I mean, it's, it's just a sad situation. I remember growing up when you know, being the president, it was an honorable thing. Like, there was somebody you could, you know, look up to um, on career day or uh, when kids would dress up in school, some kids would come as, like, the president. It was, like, the thing to do. And now you literally have to tell your kids, like, you have to cover their ears when Trump comes on TV because you have no idea what he's going to say. You're out here calling people SOBs. National TV, like it's an embarrassment. I, I just, it's, it's just a total embarrassment. It's, it's sad. So now you have to tell the kiddos, hey, kid. I mean, you just can't say everything the president says, or the news is coming on. You might need to go ahead and get in the bed for tonight. Uh, you know, let me and your dad watch because you can't watch. I mean, it's, it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It, it I've I've never been one, you know. I I don't shield my kids away from stuff like that. I I kind of I would almost rather them kind of see stuff like that and then come and ask me questions about it because that's where we can have the discussion. My kids are a little bit older though, and um, but I, but I can understand people who who wouldn't want their kids to really see this or take a part. And you hear about people who are like getting refunds from the NFL Sunday ticket because of the protests being put on TV. Like it's, it's things like that, that, you know, some people are just, are just tired of seeing it. They, they do not want to see it when they tune into sports. It's supposed to be an escape. Um, some people look at TV as, as their escape too. So some people just don't want to see it there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I pretty much I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from on most of that. Um, what what else going on socially? Like what what's what's your opinion on a lot of the things that are going on socially um, outside of just politics, like um, the whole Antifa thing? Um, just just what's going on in our community and, and around the world, essentially, and specifically, if you have any opinion on, on the North Korea situation. Well, particularly a lot of times um, when I speak, I speak directly to people who look like me, um, people of color. Um, And I think that the most important thing for us to do is to band together and start to move forward. I'm not... I'm not really about, you know, oh, you gotta, you gotta love everybody. The world just needs love. Let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Like, that's so not my thing. I mean, you know, if people want to do that and they think that's going to heal the world. I think it, it, it's been proven that it's not, um, it's, it's not, and I think that's why it bothered me when these guys kind of wanted to lock arms and, like, it's like, okay, we're showing unity, and it's like, okay, but now what? Um, so I think more than just spreading love like a bunch of hippies, we have to begin to put laws um, and things into place to basically move the culture forward move the nation forward and give black people and people of color a more level playing field um because honestly i don't give a crap about some white guy down in tennessee hating me or you know not liking me or not want to sit by me or hold my hand or whatever. I don't have to eat at his restaurant. I don't have to, like, I just, I don't care. I don't, that's, that's not going to affect me personally. It's these laws. It's the judicial system. Like, that's where the change needs to be. So this kind of idea of looking to be accepted, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I wish we could kind of get past that and move forward and start to actually implement and put systems in place to allow us to evolve as a people. Um, as far as North Korea, he called a man Rocket Man. Like I Little not- Rocket Man. That I, I cracked up at that. <laughs> Little Rocket Man. Like, this dude is hilarious. Like, I almost want to say, like, he needs his own TV show. But that's exactly, like, you've had your own TV show. Not only have you had your own TV show, now it's on a whole nother level. Like, this dude is president. It's, it's funny and scary at the same time. I, some days, I literally can't. I just can't turn on the news. I can't watch Facebook. It's just too much. Um, It's concerning. It's concerning. But hopefully the person who's really behind the scenes controlling all of this, like, hopefully we don't, we don't let it get that far. It's, it's, I mean, it almost feels surreal. It definitely feels surreal. Like, 
all of this. It's like a very bad uh, soap opera or some kind of drama playing out before our eyes. And I mean, it just is it's still surreal for me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, which it should be. I, I think it's like that for a lot of people. I think that, you know, th- there was shock across a lot of people's faces even i think even some of his supporters were shocked when he actually did get elected to be quite honest um but that that's that's the day and age we live in like and you you kind of put it perfectly that it's it's like a tv show like this he's turned this whole thing is like him living in his own tv show and and don't get me wrong like the whole i don't have a problem with him poking fun at North Korea. I don't have a, a problem with him being stern on North Korea. Like that's the kind of stuff I would want to see from any president. Like I, I know I'm going to separate my feelings on who's holding the seat of the president. Like I, I want to see that type of stuff. Um, well, let me not say a little rocket man, but I, that was just funny as hell to me, but I, I don't mind that type of stuff. I just mind and don't like the, the energy being directed internally to like, like I said, athletes here in America. Like how about let's put that energy into somebody else. But, uh, it's a lot America don't believe me a whole lot yeah yeah it's it's definitely a lot and it's it's causing division but you know I I definitely enjoyed uh talking to you about politics I want to kind of before we end I want to kind of get off of, of just the politics necessarily and I want to talk about something I know we both do because we both have platforms we're trying to grow and trying to get out there and a lot of people ask how do you use social media positively? How do you not use it and, and devolve social media into something where you're just scrolling through feed, being nosy or liking pics or whatever? I know we both try to use our social media to get our messages out there. You use yours for both your YouTube channel and to, to get the fitness across, which I, I definitely um, commend you for that. But how, how did you, how did you get started? How did you decide that you wanted to do more with your platforms rather than just use social media how most people use social media um anybody that kind of knows me in my day-to-day life I just I don't want to necessarily say I'm opinionated but if you ask me a question, I mean, I'm going to answer. And so people were always asking me, how do you feel about this? What do you think about that? And I'm the type of person, I I just believe in kind of like, you know, everything isn't of importance. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to have a good time. It's okay to have hobbies. Like I definitely do that. But in the condition that we're in, in the condition that my culture is in, my city is in, my neighborhood, uh, I I think, like, we have to get serious about some things. We have to be real. Um, Everything is not a game. It's not all play. And I think it would be disingenuous of me to sit here see these things happening right before all of our eyes, have this perspective and not share it. Um, so I, I just, I definitely feel like it's, it's something important to do and to be silent. 
I just can't. I just can't. And to everybody out there that's doing something positive, no matter what that is, because I also mentor and I try to I try to encourage people to get out there and do something. If you can encourage somebody, mentor, help change somebody's life, help inspire something. And it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't have to be all the time. Because believe me, on Saturday nights, I'm probably kicking it with my friends, you know, hanging out or whatever the case may be. So I still do that too. But man, real life is out here happening. It's happening right around us. So I think it's important to speak up, speak out, and do positive things. It doesn't have to all be about, you know, social justice. Everybody has their own thing that they're they're into. Some people are are into making people laugh. Some people are into making people laugh while making them think. And so I think it's important to to do those things, like follow your your calling. It don't have to be a million selfies all day, every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, no, I, I really do agree with you. It's 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 you know, social media, I think it started of course it as a way for us all to connect and you to stay connected with people who you necessarily don't live around, but it it like everything else, it should evolve. Like now we have the platform literally to get our voices out there and even if there's only 5 people who agree with you or or one person who learns something different um just by seeing what you share on social media or what you put out there, you, that person may go on to affect 10 more people. So it, it's that indirect contact as well with social media um, that, that helps things. So, you know, that that's, I think we should all, that's good, good, bad, or in between. Everyone should kind of share their opinion. As long as you're not hating anyone, spreading any hate, um, call, trying to cause harm to anybody, harassing anybody, share your opinions and, you know, let the world disseminate that how they can. And you also never, never know who's listening. That's the that's the crazy part about it. You never know. And you never know how far that message may get or how you may inspire somebody to think a thought they never thought. So, I mean, the opportunities are limitless. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I appreciate you spending this time with me, taking time out of your day uh, to talk some stuff with me and join me on this podcast. This is the time now where you get I want you to. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell tell all your platforms where they are and where they can see you. Thank you so much for having me. I have definitely enjoyed it. Um, hopefully this won't be my last time at the Awakened Soul here. But um, you can definitely subscribe and check out my YouTube. It is Rhonda Mary. M-A-R-Y. Rhonda is R-H-O-N-D-A. <laughs> Um, and then my Instagram is Rhonda underscore Mary. So you can definitely check me out there as well. Well, definitely. And it definitely won't be your last time. I, I know you've listened. Everyone comes back more than once, probably in a different segment. Next time we may talk some TV, maybe some music. Who knows? That's the good thing about the Awakened Soul is that we can literally talk about anything. So uh, I'll definitely have you back on again. Thank you for joining me. Thanks. All right, so that was Rhonda Mary. We had some fun talking about that one. Definitely, like I said before, check her out. Um, we're getting ready to get into the next segment. We're going right to it. This, this we're, we're, we're keeping this going, but we're getting right into it. This one's with Fame Black 
and AT2. And we talk, uh, we start off talking about using social media to build your own brand. But it, as you guys are here, it'll, it's spun into its whole, whole own thing. Uh, so check this one out. We're getting ready to get into some music. And then on the other side of that, it's going to be Fame Black and AT2. Speech. First of all, I want to thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Okay. Boys in blue who agreed before the badge. Okay. The first pusher who ever made the stash. Okay. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. Thanks to the lanes, bad aim. Thanks to a little change, I tore you out the cane. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of The Awakened Soul, I have two very special guests uh, for the podcast this week. Uh, one you've already met, and that is Fame Black. Fame, what's going on? I, uh, I'm living good right now. I, um, it's crazy. I haven't been here since episode one. Like, I, I've been waiting to make my return. But you know, you have to, you have to be, you have time to listen to the Awakened Soul. I have to, I have to put time aside. Like, it's literally like a part of the schedule. Like, yo, I have to put like two hours aside, listen to the Awakened Soul, and then I need an hour to think about what I just listened to. So you're taking up a lot of my day, Hayes. I don't appreciate it, but I'm, it feels good to be back. It's funny you say that because uh, Billy Ray Valentine, a friend of ours, he uh, he was, I think, three episodes behind. So he listened to all three today, and he texted me and Bella, who's like, I've been listening to you since all day. I'm like, I'm glad glad to know I was part of your day today. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have another guest. This is his first time on The Awakened Soul. Uh, this is a big catch for me because I've been trying to get him on. Uh, fame introduced him to podcasting before I, I wanted to pop his cherry fame god damn you but we we have at2 in the building what's going on well as at2 gets his life together um fame yeah i mean me and you at this point we're podcasting brother so we we can go off the cuff at any time oh absolutely. Uh, th- this segment was originally supposed to be about using social media to build your own personal brand but having right. fame black in the building and someone who you've you've built a brand through social media with between uh snapchat youtube uh twitter like you you have a nice little thing going i i outrank on graham the one place that i do uh beat your subscribers at but talk a little bit about how did you first start building your your own brand on social media um i've been you know it, it was hard to put the pieces to the puzzle together i've been on all these social medias for a long time you know i've been on youtube for a long time with three different channels i've been on uh twitter for a long time and i just kind of never used it and uh it wasn't until snapchat became big for me that i began to grow followers on snapchat like a lot of followers on snapchat that opportunities started opening up and i realized that if i had opened up to more social media uh you know i could do more so i started getting my instagram followers up so and i started getting my twitter followers up and you know, it's really helping everything come together. And it's great when, you know, it's hard to get people to do stuff. It's hard to get people to cross over. It's hard to get people to go from Snapchat and say, hey, go follow me on YouTube. Then go follow me on Snapchat. Because they're like, all right, man, we follow you already. We we get it. We see you. It's enough of you. You know, it, it's hard to get people to do stuff in that way. But uh, when you can build different audiences that end up crossing over and interacting with each other um, and you build something solid, you know. You can grow and you can build and you can be your own brand, which is cool because I don't do anything that I don't agree with. You know what I mean? I get to be me and people are and people are digging it. So that I'm so thankful. Yeah, I mean, it's and I've, I've honestly learned as much as I have come up and I, I've had this podcast thing under I think under a, a, a nice handle on it for a while. As far as like promoting podcast on social media a lot of that I learned from you. I'm not even going to lie. Like it, it, I see saw you do it and I was like, you know what? 
I, I, I can do this. I can, I can kind of take this over because before when we used to podcast and the podcast got posted, our literally, literally new podcast posted, no links, no nothing. Um, so <laughs> looking back at it now, it's like, how do you expect people to really find you when all you're saying is, Hey, yeah, I just posted a podcast. Okay. Where are you fucking idiot? But, um, yeah, so a lot of that I did learn from you as far as marketing and linking it all together and making it work for you, because now I can send out a link to a podcast and um, other people retweet it. So from me right. tweeting it out, it spreads out and then 100 people see it because five other people tweeted and their followers see it. So, I mean, the thing of it is, like, sometimes you got to remember you're promoting something that most of the time somebody else is promoting. Like, rappers go in my inbox and they're like, yo, bro, check out my YouTube video. Check out my song. Check out my this. Check out my podcast. Check out my thing. Yo, but I got a hundred of them. Like, so am I going to check out everybody? No. So sometimes you got to make it a little personal. I'll be like, yo, on the Red Zone, we talked about, um, you know, who should go to jail. Like, that's not on every other Raw podcast. So I'll put that. So you'd be like, oh, you know, we jail talk here on jail talk on about reviewing raw and put a question mark and then put the link and people be like, well, what are they talking about? And whether they like it or not, they clicked it and that's great. You know, and most likely I, I have the confidence to believe that what I do is good enough. What we did on raw zone or red zone or what y'all do at currently um, was good enough for them. If they already heard, if they just heard it, they would follow, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and- and you're absolutely right. Like when we did the first episode of The Waking Soul, we had the conversation of uh, Drake versus Kendrick, which people were talking about. So I, I made a little picture with them versus each other and tweeted it out. That for our first episode, that helped us gain a lot of subscribers. But then it was the Jay Z and Eminem talk, I think, that put us over the top for The Awakened Soul. Because like I, I made a whole poll and everything about it. And of course, people were like, they're talking who's better between Jay Z and Eminem. Like, I did that two weeks before the podcast was posted, so it just kept like people wanting to hear it. Like I have to know what they came about from that, and you know, help this grow. It's, it's all about using the topics um, for you. So, I mean, it, with with me, I mean, for Twitter gives you all the tools in the world because Twitter lets you trend. Twitter lets you put up like so people can follow what you're talking about. There's people that go and search like, hey, does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Let me click the the trend and see who else is saying what I'm saying. Um, Snapchat, I, what I found was when I did WC, when I do WCWs and I do part one and I said, come back next week, tell your friends. And that's the point to say, like, I know you're paying attention cause you're into this story and I'm at the end of it. So, Hey, if you want to see this, tell your friends to add me. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Whatever. I'll come back next week. See the end of the story. Sure. So now when you come back next week, I have more followers because it's like, yo, you gotta see this story. This dude is telling like. You know, I put it in your head right when you needed it to be there, like right as you were leaving. Like it's kind of like when you're when you when so you're leaving someone's house and they say, "Oh, you know, make sure you do this." They tell you right before you leave, so that's the first thing you think of when you leave the house. You know. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. Don't forget you to pick up the bread. Oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so yeah, social social media, it, while it is used for a lot of fuckery, it can definitely be used positively in a lot of ways um and for and for fun like i i i personally besides when me and you argue about wrestling i don't get into any twitter beefs back and forth like i just i don't do it you it's different like we're legitimately friends like we're just putting what we have a conversation about on the phone for the world to see um so you know that's fun and then we start cutting promos on each other by the way anyone who's listening to this 
I don't even know how far down our feeds. Like at this point, I think we just need to do another <laughs> one just for people to see yeah, it. Yeah, we're o- we're overdue. Yeah, the promo war is just hilarious. Um, yeah, I, we still need to get B, uh, Billy Ray Valentine to cut a promo. Like I I, I need I, to I, have Billy Ray cut a, cut a promo. Absolutely, that's gonna be devastating. Though. I'm, like I'm not ready for that. Like, <laughs> I I want to see it, but I know that it's gonna be out of like crazy. I know that's gonna be really good. I feel like Billy Ray would be would cut a Bray Wyatt promo. Like he's so smart yeah. that I just feel yeah. like he used words that we'd seriously have to sit with a thesaurus and a dictionary <laughs> while while we're watching this promo. Like, what is this man? What is he saying to me? Did, I don't know if he offended me or if he just gave me props. Like I I don't I don't know. But no, I mean right. that's me poking fun. But Billy Ray Valentine, friend of the podcast, he is very intelligent, very smart guy. Um. But yeah, him cutting a promo is is a little scary. Infinite Friends on iHeartRadio. Yeah, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, all all the good places. Podbean. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like he'll either he'd either cut like a Bray Wyatt promo or Roddy Piper, where he just you just be like, okay, I seriously think okay. he's gonna come and kill me afterwards. Like, yeah, there might be some of that too. <laughs> I would lean more towards Bray Wyatt, but I could definitely see the Roddy Piper style. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh yeah, we we have to get promo wars going. Um, but uh, let let's keep it going. Um, sure. I'm gonna ask you this, and since we're we've kind of took an overall topic, and AT two has completely disappeared, so we lost our third person to kind of bounce ideas off of. What are your thoughts right, on the right. whole on the whole Trump NFL thing? Okay, so. All right, so I I like I like football, right? Like I I think it's all right. Like I I, I watch it. I'm not like a fan of any particular team except for I do like the Patriots because they're you know I think they're the greatest team. But here's the thing, right? When I found out about uh, CTE, concussion, traumatic something effects, something like that, I realized that they were hiding it from the players. They were hiding the risk, um, you know, because you can get CTE from just regular basic common hits. And just having like a, a career full of them, you can just you can get, you know, CTE, which which affects memory, it shortens your lifespan, early, de- you know, it's a lot wrong with it. And and the NFL was hiding it, which I thought was all messed up. So before we even got to Colin Kaepernick, um, I was like, yo, the NFL is bad. We should probably stop watching it. Plus, you know, they let a team called the Washington Redskins just dwell around and be like, hey, yeah, this is not racist. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> So as far as Colin go, then it's like, well, damn, he's standing up for police injustice and Black Lives Matter and nobody's giving him a job. That's messed up. But more importantly, we've decided that fo- watching football is more important than Black Lives Matter, basically, is what, you, is what you're saying when you just watch it. This is what you're saying to me, um, which is fine. Like, you can say that. Just like, listen, I don't think this is the way. But people, people act like, like, oh, what, what would I do if I didn't watch? If they, if you weren't watching, people would have to do stuff because you're hurting their pockets. Revenue, well, you know, ratings is revenue. The Super Bowl was probably the most watched thing every year. It's, it's just one, you know. I just think it's crazy um, that all it would take is people to stop watching for maybe two, three games, just two, two, three Sundays of just no football at all, and watch how things immediately change for everyone involved. Not just get Kaepernick a job. I mean, yeah, that's part of it, but. That's not. We're not trying to get a man hired. If so, uh, I'm also unemployed. Not necessarily for Black Lives Matter reasons, but I. I mean, if we can get together and give niggas jobs, then. <laughs> but no, we're not doing. It's not for him. It's for the cause. 
and uh, I think that we sh- it should be looked into. And and Trump, uh, Trump, oh yeah, you son of a bitch, shut up, shut up and play. I think that basically is the white man's uh, message towards Black Lives Matter. Anyway, just shut up and die. Just shut up. Just shut up and be there. It's just you know, right? So, I think that was pretty much the sentiment. I don't think he, I don't think Trump thought that. I thought that was the hey, this is from the, this is from the leader of the KKK. Just tell him what to say. He, oh, thanks. <laughs> sit, sit down, you son of a bitch, and play. Oh man, so AT two is back from somebody's mama's uterus. Um, we do want to welcome him back to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it was bad Wi-Fi. I don't know what it was, but I think, hey, I blame it on Trump. I blame all my <laughs> all my failures on Trump. It's not fair. You can't blame me. I had nothing to do with it. Nothing. Can't prove it. So, so uh, Az, before you before you got so rudely interrupted by Donald Trump, and I'm sure the Russians were involved as well, um, we were um, talking about you possibly finding a love connection through the Awakened Soul. How would you feel if a young lady from the Awakened Soul slipped in your DMs? Shit, I would love it. Shit. <laughs> like, Wait, I didn't get approval. Can I cuss on here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, damn. I mean. Let me, hey, if you out there, my future Mrs. Turner the second, please, please hit my DM. Please let me know. AT2 underscore for real. Uh, my Twitter is the real AT2. Please, please hit my DM. Please. Like the BMs. How long have How you been think? single? How long have you been single? Shit. Um, some years. <laughs> okay. Now, I will clarify because a lot of people go like, Oh, damn, that's a long time. That doesn't mean that I'm not having sex. Two different things. <laughs> he has to clarify that. Hey, plenty I, I, of fish works out perfectly. <laughs> oh, man. I love I love the idea of, like, that's the few, his wife is going to hit him in the DMs. Like, how do you... Uh, this is how I met your mother. She was... I set up a thirst trap with my dick print and gray sweat, sweatpants, and uh, she double-tapped it. Next thing you know... I was double tapping it. See, that's when you and, play it off. You have to just say like, "Yeah, me and your mom met on on this thing called Facebook." Uh, I know you guys don't know what that is, but it's it's just a, a good old place where people go and meet people. You don't have to tell them that she saw the gray sweatpants pic. But when you think about it now, with social media and everything like that, that's gonna be how everybody meets. So yeah, true. I don't think it's gonna be like a strange thing by the time they get older. I mean, think about it. That would be a cool thing if you can go back online and you can see the first picture that your mom liked of your father. Like, that's taking a whole new look into their relationship. You'd be like, damn, well, mommy. If it's a picture of her pictures. But I mean, like, if it was a picture that your mom liked of your dad's dick print, I don't think you would appreciate that. Damn. So I mean, they, it's, it's not like you would... I mean... You wouldn't appreciate it, but they human too. Like that's part of it. Like you know, that's just, they'll understand that's at some personal. point. They'll understand. No, I want to imagine that my parents didn't have sex. What they do is take their index finger and rub it together, and that's how they have sex. That's what I want to imagine. Your mama was in there backing it the fuck up. So, I mean, as we're talking about social media, let's get back to the topic. The 82 didn't get to answer the question. Um, I was asking Fame about 
you know, we all have our own brands, uh, all three of us on, on this podcast. We all have different things that we're pushing and we use social media for. How did you first get into using social media to push your brand and tell the people what your brand is? Because a lot of people who listen may not know. I definitely think everybody should go follow his Snapchat because I've never laughed so hard in my life. The karaoke shit, by the way. Like, I'd serious, I I tune in on that shit like it's appointment television. Like, fuck, it's karaoke day. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's gold, I'm telling you. Um, no, um, I started out on, I would say, like, taking it more serious within, like, the last year and a half. Um, it all started out when, um, you know, when they came out with the patty pie, the patty sweet potato pie, right? I did, like, a little parody of, like, a review on my Snapchat. And then I put it on Facebook, then moved it on YouTube. So that was kind of like the start. Um, I always had Instagram, but really didn't know the power of Instagram. I just thought, shit, it's just to get a whole bunch of likes and shit like that. Um, It wasn't until I really joined Snapchat where I seen the power of social media. So like uh, like a year ago where I was like, damn, I can really do something with this because I've always wanted to be in the entertainment business. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And Snapchat kind of helped me know that, well, you can use all these platforms and build a brand off of this. So it's like, why not take this opportunity to build on this? And now definitely since I've been unemployed for the last five months, it's kind of like, this is my time. This is my opportunity because when else am I going to have the time just to focus on myself and not have to worry? Well, I got to worry about paying these bills. But worry about, you know, going to work, sleeping, all that stuff. This is really my time to own my craft and really try to make connections and network with people. Yeah, I mean, I, when you look at it, really, all three of us are got connected through social media. Like, I got yeah. connected with fame through Mimi, who I met Mimi through social media. And me and you... Who I've met in real life. Exactly, and me and you, AT2, we we met because fame took over your Snapchat channel, and I have followed you ever since. So it's just it's crazy how that works. Who who I've also met in real life. I'm only I'm only seven hours away. Fame, it's nothing but a drive away. I'm not even I'm not even worried about it. We are gonna get there. I know where you are. I think I think some of something that I'm doing is gonna bring me to you anyway. There you go. I just let me know. I'll fire fire up the smoker. I have the ribs ready. Ribs and tequila. Oh, I cannot wait. You, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yo, because you, I don't know if people know this. Have you shared this on the Awakened Soul that you do this with the meat that you grill out? Oh no, like they, they, don't, they don't know I'm a grill master yet. Yo, he is always putting pictures of his meat in my DMs, and I love it. <laughs> hey, does it make your mouth water? <laughs> oh my god, I want to put my mouth on his meat. It's crazy. <laughs> It looks so good. In my mind, I'm just wondering if anyone, for whatever reason, skips forward in the podcast and they just land on that part right there. That's gold right there. I would, I would, I would suck that meat off the bone. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Oh man, that is hilarious. (laughs) I always make, I always make Hayes cry. I don't even know what to say to that. That's that's fucking hilarious. Um. Bone off the meat. Oh yeah. I don't even know how to rebound. Like I, I seriously think I, I think it's it may just be time to go home on that one. I think that may be the <laughs> note to go home on. Well, uh, people, listeners, I I hope you guys enjoy. It. This is a little bit different. We do get pretty heavy on the awakening, so it's gl- it's good. To, it feels good to add some levity. That's what Fame Black does, and apparently AT Two is just. 
I'm gonna have to have him back to talk about like some comedians or something, so that way he can at least cut up and it be on topic. Like that's that's fucking hilarious. Um, but guys, fellas, part of this was for you guys to be able to promote your new podcast, which it should be live by the time this gets posted. I'm working on the feed now. It usually takes a couple of days for it actually to go live, but. Tell them a little bit about your podcast, what it's all about, and what do you guys expect from it? So Fame one day was all like, hey, I think we should do a podcast together. And I was all like, um, I don't know, because you know Fame kind of like all over the place and shit like that. So I didn't know if he was serious, but I've always wanted to do a podcast. And it's crazy because I was supposed to actually do one with one of my coworkers where he's a Republican and then I'm like a Democrat. So he kind of wanted us to go after each other. And I kind of wasn't down for that. Like, I want everybody to have difference of opinions, but I, I, it, it wasn't me. I'm not trying to yell and have to stab somebody at the end of the day. So <laughs> so when Thane approached me with the idea, I was like, yeah, I'm down for it. You know, like how we go about this, you know, what equipment, Fame, all like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll try to throw questions at him. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, shit. Hey, if you got it, then shit, I'll just go along with it. So um, I trusted him to go along with the plan, and it's been working out for the most part. And Fame, um, what else do you want to add? Fame, hold on, well, before he goes, Fame is definitely one of those people who, you know that meme of that dog who's like sitting down in the chair and the house is on fire, and he's like, everything's okay. This is all good. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Faye. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing gonna be alright. I don't know, like that. Honestly, that's playing in my head a lot. It's just, you know, it'll be fine. Like everything is gonna be okay or it won't. So just be like, all right, we can make it happen. Why wouldn't we be able to make that happen? So that's just how I feel. Like, yeah, it's gonna be fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah, no. Listen, the podcast is called In Beta. Uh, you know, we just we kind of just shooting the shit. It's it's nothing like. You know, we we're not we're not a awakened soul like uh like like this one. You know, he's 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 hitting these hard topics really hard, and we're more just like, hey, what do you think about this? And like, you know, and I think we hit some interesting points between friends. Yeah, and I, I think we hit some interesting points. We talk about stuff that a lot of people don't get to talk about. Like, you know, for instance, if uh, a young woman in the age of her twenties, twenty five, dates an eighty year old man, is that elder abuse? Is she taking advantage of him? You know, should we be as concerned about that situation as we are when like a fifty year old man is dating a nineteen year old like R. Kelly is? Like, should we be concerned? Should there be the equal amount of concern? Same things like that. We should talk about that on in beta, available through what it is studios. Information yeah. to come. There you go. Definitely, definitely. And I so I'm we're gonna leave it on this because H E two so graciously just called everyone to slide in his DMs. I'm gonna ask you with this question. This is how we're gonna end the podcast. If the cash or mine, meals, I, I, well let me let me let me just let me let me interject here. I will take that as well. If you just like if you're closer to the east, like he's west coast. If you're closer to the east coast, Philadelphia, tri-state area, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Black is also about me right now. It's not about you. It's about me. Why you can't get these Philly, New York girls? What are you crazy? Like they're right in my backyard. Why would you want to take that away from me? Hey, they probably got some money for a plane ticket, a train, Greyhound, shit. Hey, I got my own place, so you can stay with me. But you're gonna have to split the rent with me because you know I'm unemployed. <laughs> That's the cat. <laughs> but See, things like this keep me single. <laughs> but at two man, so if the cash me outside girl slipped in your DMs, are you are you taking that shot? Damn, that's a hard one. 
Because when I think about it, uh, be. I think honestly, well, first of all, isn't she like only 14? So I mean, yes. like, yeah, so that would be a problem. But say if she was 18, I would still have to say no, just because like, I feel like what she's doing, using our culture to elevate herself. Let, let me put it this way. If a black girl was acting ignorant like that, she would go nowhere. But because she's a white girl and it's like nostalgia. Did I use that word right? But anyway, <laughs> people love that shit. And it's like, are you serious? There's even another girl named like, whoa, Vicky. I don't know if you guys have seen her yet. Um, but she basically says like she's 44% black and then the rest white or whatever. And she's claiming to be black. And it's ridiculous. You just got to look her up, too. So I feel like there's going to be a trend of, like, these white girls pretending to be black so then they can elevate themselves. While if you're black yourself, you're not going to go anywhere being black. Damn. That's some deep shit right there. That, yeah, I mean, that got, that got so deep. And so I will, I will per but I will perfectly uh, lighten the mood by telling y'all, like, if she wasn't 18, I would say yes. I mean, if she was 18, I would say yes in a heartbeat. But I, even better, a confession. Her new song, What It Is, I love that song, y'all. <laughs> I, I heard that These Hoes song, and I was just like, hell. I don't, I, I don't like These Hoes. I do like High Bitch. But the other song she got that, that's tied to, to High Bitch, I like that song, too. I think it's called What It Is. That song is hot. And listen, I don't listen, think I can support. Listen, listen, I can't support her. Listen, even they said uh, if you lock a monkey in a room for ten thousand years with a typewriter, he eventually types Shakespeare. That song, what it is, is hot. I can't. I listen. I like a lot of music. I leave a lot of young artists a break. Some of them I don't. Everybody think that I'm on everybody's side. I'm not. Because the last time we were talking hip hop, and I said I like Lil Uzi Vert and stuff like that. But whatever. I get a lot of new artists. I don't give a break. But that song, that one song, that what it is. That's a hot song. She killed that joke. And I love Cardi B. I do love Cardi B. I'm coming around on Cardi B. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I am coming around on her. But, fellas... I'm, I'm, she meant every word in that song. I know that yellow, for sure. She meant every single word. I still I don't love like her. the song. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the song. Like, I just can't... I, I just you can't, can't rock with it? Sorry. No. <laughs> But I mean, all right, I think fellas. The videos and dances everybody come up with, yeah, that's all cute and everything like that. But it's not something that I would listen to personally. I I can understand that. You know, she's not in my top five favorite rappers. You know, it's Dylon, 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 and Dylon. That's my top five favorite rappers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. Let's go ahead and get ready to tell the people good night. Fame, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, listen, I am at Fame Black on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Follow me for laughs. Uh, follow me for motivation. Follow me because I'm handsome. Follow me because I'm single. Follow me if you like movie popcorn and big sodas. Uh, I'm out. AT2, tell the people where they can find you and slide in those DMs. <laughs> so, of course, you can go ahead and find me on Snap and IG at AT2. Oh, excuse me. I had a burp. AT2 underscore for real. And then on Twitter is the real AT2. And then I have my own website, the real AT2.wordpress.com because I got the free shit. I ain't paid for it. <laughs> I ain't paid for the domain yet, but we working on it. So yeah, that's where you can find me. 
See, I'm I'm just I'm I'm I guess maybe I was a young brander before I even realized it. Everything is just CEO Hayes for me. Follow me at CEO Hayes. If I'm anywhere, it's at CEO Hayes. Don't worry about my real name. It's just CJ. You guys don't get the exact uh, credentials of (laughs) But thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this. This was a lot of fun. Fame Black and HG2 will be back. We'll we'll get them both back together. They're kind of a package deal now. This was fun, fellas. We became a tag team with Cesaro and Sheamus right now. There you go. Do you do the little the the Super Saiyan we are. merger? <laughs> we are. The, we are the bar. <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. We out. All right. All right. So I have to clarify there. As much fun and how funny it was. He, he I, I'm a barbecue master. He was talking specifically about my ribs, people. Just had to make that known. I, I, I just wanted to make sure you guys know. But <laughs> nonetheless. That was a lot of fun segment, but um, you know th- this is this is it. You know, I, I I want like I said, I wanted this one. Uh, the podcast came together so well when we were recording the uh, the different segments. I didn't really want to add a lot to it. I kind of wanted it all flow the way that it went in my head. That's why we don't have a traditional stay woke segment. Um, had the thing at the top of the podcast, which I guess is a pseudo stay woke segment. And then you know other things that popped up in the middle of it. So hopefully you guys still get what you what everything you need out of it. I want to make an announcement um, for next week's podcast. Um, there will be a podcast next week. It's it's going to be a little bit different. Um, the whole episode may only cover just one thing, but we'll see. I'm still working out the details on that. Um, I have to go back to St. Louis next week, so it's it's kind of messing up my usual recording uh, schedule. But we have not missed a week here on the Awakening So yet. And we will not. I will not go a week without giving you guys a dope pod to step to. Um, and at the end of this podcast, the ending song is going to leave a little bit of a message for next week. If you guys kind of dig into that one, I'll, I'll let you think about it. But we're going to, as we tend to do on this mu- on this podcast, we're going to get into some music on the other side of that. It's going to be the last segment. And then you're not going to hear my voice anymore. So... Uh, I want to say my goodbyes now. You know where to follow me. It's at CEO Hayes. If you got any feedback, comments, questions, concerns, it's theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Let me know. At CEO Hayes. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. Let's go ahead and get into some music. And then you hear Andrew Bello, Kylan Wine song, us talking about some fandom. Take today. Shit got real, you got lame. It's like you slapped me in my face. Stab your brothers in the back. You know you gotta pay for that. Say another word and you saw me crack. Lyrically, physically, quick with specs. Jealousy took everything you had. It's funny how far I'm a bitch you back. You look real sad when I saw you last. Oh, but how you used to brag about the cash you said you had. But now all that left in the past. But be honest, let's keep it real. Your chicks have pussy to pay y'all bills. No telling how many dicks you lick, but still I'm riding lips you kiss. As always, 
on the Awakened Soul. We, what, what would an episode of the Awakened Soul be without the Andrew Bello? Who, I mean, he has stated before that the Awakened Soul is going to be part of Bello's brand. Uh, Bello, what's going on? Not too much, man. I am uh, happy to be back as always. Happy to be talking about something a little bit lighter than we generally talk about, and uh, happy to, to you know, to to yeah, make make the Awakened Soul a little bit part of uh, the Andrew Bello brand, and vice versa, as the. Uh, as somebody once coined me the senior race relations correspondent here on the Awakened Soul. Exactly. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have we have that gentleman here with us. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, for the first time where all three of us have been on one segment, at least for the Awakened Soul, Colin Wysong is in the building. What's going on, Colin? Hey, what's going on tonight? Yes, I did say that you were the senior race relations correspondent. Um, you're also the senior Trump correspondent. Um ironically yeah, pretty, enough pretty much yeah <laughs> there's plenty of people who would see that as a contradiction so uh, i mean i do have to ask you this bello just just because i think we need to start a running tally how many leftists have you crushed in the past week just, i just want to know um one or two well definitely one very notable one there was a journalist a sports journalist out of some san francisco newspaper that i just roasted the other day i felt bad actually they had no idea what they were walking themselves into. And they started from a place of, dude, you run a wrestling podcast. Like, as if that oh. defines me as a human being. So it was over very oh. quickly. Oh, you should have tagged me in that just so I could have jumped in it. Like, that, uh, well, no, because then he would have, he would have definitely, they would they probably would have been crying to their mom if oh, we both would have got on them. She. Equal she? opportunity roaster. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Oh, that's even even better. Even better. Okay, so one for sure and a possible. So we're playing yeah, space Yeah, I mean, now. there's... There's a couple that I just like one-offs here and there. Honestly, I've had some very good conversations with some people about the Puerto Rico situation. A little bit worse than I thought. Not quite as bad as they thought. We kind of came to the middle. Uh, there was there were some good conversations to be had this week. And I think, you know, in addition to the one I had with you earlier on, it, 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 there's a lot going on. And I'm starting to get a little bit of a vibe that maybe some people are loosening up a little bit. Maybe a little bit more open to dialogue. And that's, that's a good trend, obviously. Exactly. Because, I mean... We have them for sure for at least four years, more than likely seven more. Um, but I, I think at some point you can only whine for so long until, OK, you, you just have to realize, look, this is the reality we live in. Let's have a conversation to try to fix it. But let, let's segue away from this because we did start this off by saying we're not going to be so heavy. We're going to talk and have a little fun. Colin is in the building and we, we all know Colin gets depressed when we start getting too serious. I'm just over here eating some pumpkin pie gelato. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that pumpkin spice. So wonderful. Uh, pumpkin spice season. Uh, yeah. The 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 white side of me definitely definitely enjoys <laughs> pumpkin spice. Um, but sweet potato pie all day. But nonetheless, we're here to talk about a little something that I ended a couple of episodes ago. I think uh, talking about uh, does fandom inform your opinion or does your opinion inform your fandom? I have two of honestly. Some of the most trusted people uh, that I know in the in the podcasting game, uh, Bill Ray Valentine, would would be the fourth here if we could have a fourth. But you know, th- this is this is my horseman here. Uh, so take it away, boys. I I kind of presented the question. You want if you guys want to start with your response to the question, or if you just want to have an open conversation about it, let me know. Uh, Colin, I know you you got back to me almost immediately. Bello, I had to ask, and then he said he has a lengthy rant about it, hence why he's here, because uh, I'm sure I'm sure he just was p- typing those fingers away to prepare a text to me, or he was getting ready to set me up, one or the other, because we just love doing that type of shit to each other. But Colin, what, what, what were your reactions to 
that question that I posed at the end of end of the episode. All right. Well, I'll just go ahead and bring up the email that I wrote you, and uh, <clears throat> I basically think it's both, uh, depending on the person in the situation with like fandom. Um, take somebody like. Uh, I guess uh, take Michael Jackson, for instance. Uh, He was incredibly beloved as a person. Um, As somebody that everybody enjoyed. I mean, you put on a Michael Jackson song, no matter, like, just any one of his songs, and you're going to start bobbing your head. You're going to start enjoying enjoying the music. And uh, I think what you said is it's, uh, if there's aspects that we don't like or that we do like about something, if it hits on all things, there's a lot of things about Michael Jackson that, that strike a nerve with people. But yet, a lot of those people still, if they hear a Michael Jackson song on the radio, just anywhere they're at, they might, Billie Jean comes on. uh, I mean, you're going to start moving your head when that beat comes on. I I mean, Eat It, uh, but that's actually uh, Weird Al Yankovic, but Beat It um, (laughs) is another song. I mean, mean, there's so many. Thriller, Thriller. I mean, you just still see people doing the thriller dance all over the place. Um, even with the allegations of Jesus Juice and stuff like that, uh, Michael Jackson's one of those people that you can love regardless of what he's done. Um, and but but then on the flip side of what you were talking about, uh, Hayes is that um, then there's things that that someone can love no matter what. Like anything that Trey Parker and Matt Stone do in South Park, I'm gonna love it regardless. Like I just everything they do is is hilarious and fantastic to me. Um, those guys could do no like it just strikes on everything like that i i don't i mean they could probably kill somebody and i'd still be okay with it well that that's a that's a little bit of a different take than what i meant when i presented the the because i i get what you're saying i think we all we do that on all things but by by fandom informing your opinion i meant let's take the michael jackson thing um if with his allegations, yes, people still love his music. They're always gonna. Lo- it's Michael Jackson. Like it's almost you're almost inhuman if you don't have some type of response to hearing his music. But I kind of meant it in a way of okay, if someone excused his accusations because they were a fan of his by by then saying, oh well, those boys are just lying and auto- auto- automatically going to that just because of their fandom and ignoring some of the facts. But I, I get what you're saying. I I agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, Andrew. Any any first your thoughts on on what Redneck said and then get into your own. He made Thriller, <laughs> Thriller. Um, Billy Jean, yeah, <laughs> Billy Jean. Um, it's it's Michael. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I struggle with this kind of stuff all the time. I I talk to you about this on a regular basis. Actually, you're one of the few people I actually like. Will be like, dude, this stuff is killing me. Like Kobe, like we were talking about the other day, like Kobe Bryant top two favorite athlete of all time as far as i'm concerned like i've just followed his whole career huge fan big laker fan as a result of his career Uh, and then to hear him you know tweet about another person i'm a big fan of and donald trump you know that whole thing it's a it's a struggle i have sometimes it's not necessarily something yeah i can i look past the not that I'm completely looking past something like michael jackson there but if we're going to start narrowing down our our entertainment to just good people we're not going to be very entertained like there's just some crappy people out there they happen to be good at sports and good at acting and and other things they're across the board but it's just you know sometimes unfortunately they happen to be the most talented people and it's in that way it's easy for me to separate the person from the art but when i'm when it comes to me physically going to a store and buying a jay-z album for instance i 
I'm less inclined to do that because I know that he's only going to take that money, turn it around and point it in a particular political direction that I don't like. So it's it's kind of hard to justify, but I'll just download Jay-Z CD illegally. And that's how I that's how I come down to it. So. <laughs> don't, and, and I've said this before. Don't let the system work. You work the system. So I, I have no issues with that at all. But go ahead. I, I cut you off. Oh, no. Well, as far as my take, I guess, on the fandom and opinion question is I tried to break it down to like its most rudimentary form, like before I had fandom and before I had opinion. And I tried to just break it down to like, I don't know, ice cream, for instance. Mm -hmm. I grew up, I tried ice cream for the first time and I said to myself, all right, I like this. Then I tried a couple different flavors. I got vanilla. I got chocolate before I really had an opinion. I decided, you know, well, once I tried both, I then created an opinion and I am a fan of chocolate. Now, as my life progresses... You better be a fan of chocolate, goddammit. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, not any means of virtue signal. I am, in fact, a chocoholic. But, uh, yeah, so in that point, my opinion now is that I think chocolate is better. And as I progress mm. through life, you could present to me the most delicious vanilla ice cream that's ever existed, objectively, or the highest quality vanilla ice cream that's ever existed, and my fandom of chocolate is always going to lean me towards chocolate which is you know the same thing to apply to something more recent the election trump's a crazy son of a bitch yes but i like i like chocolate like i i was never going to vote for vanilla hillary i voted for chocolate and it, it chocolate may have sucked this particular chocolate ice cream may not have been the greatest and that vanilla ice cream could have been the greatest vanilla ice cream that's ever been vanilla ice cream at the end of the day i'm a chocolate fan so it kind of works both ways but I would say, ultimately, my opinions do form my fandom because it, it's not necessarily a chicken and the egg thing. Now, you could go back and say, what made me like chocolate? Do I have a genetic predilection for liking chocolate? Something that I didn't even have control of, which would, I guess, almost be a form of fandom in that it's just like inherent in you. So it's a chicken and the egg kind of thing. But I think it's ultimately the opinions that form the fandom, at least in my particular instance. And I and I agree with you. It, I, because without... Can you really be a fan of something without having an opinion? And then I, I get what you're saying about genetics, but that that's a whole whole nother like we're not even qualified to talk about it on that level. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that you have to have it based in opinion. And, and again, this is me not saying I have the answers. This is me trying to talk through it with you guys. Um, me personally, like I, I just I've never really been a big one to be a fan of anything so to say like I, I of course i i have things that i enjoy but i'm quick to drop shit if it's something that something that i don't like happens like that that's just me um and it but you, you find a lot of people that that aren't like that uh redneck you've been quiet for oh god i gotta cut that out colin you've been quiet for a while Any, anything to say on that oh well okay now that i've kind of heard bellow's point of view on that i i am kind of uh like like kobe I'll, I'll use Kobe as the example. Um, there's a lot of things Kobe did on the court in his career, like the whole rape accusations. I don't count that because I think he was more so set up. That's my opinion on that stuff, like, like that kind of stuff. But on the court, I I wasn't a big fan of Kobe because I felt like he was a dirty player. At, but but I can respect everything that he did on the court um, in terms of. Like I honestly feel if if they marketed people as the next Jordan, he was honestly the next prototype to be a, a Jordan type basketball player. Exactly. Um, uh, the, yeah, LeBron's more more or less a, a an assist type guy, like a like a Magic. 
that's where I, that's again that's kind of where I see him uh, in his career. He's not going to be like Jordan because Jordan could just take anybody one on one and just and break them down like like Kobe could. And but but I digress. That's a whole another conversation for a whole another show. Um, but <clears throat> like we were saying, the, the the fandom side of things, I. I just didn't like him because he was a dirty player. And I feel like uh, that there are those aspects where you can get like that. Yeah, and and to, talk, dare to, you. to carry on the LeBron thing, <laughs> I hate LeBron. I, I, I honestly think, and, and this, is, this is based on opinion and some statistics, is that LeBron, in the finals specifically, if they're behind in the finals, he cowers every time. That's personally why I don't like LeBron. But I recognize... Me too. Same, same here. I, I recognize that he's the best basketball player of a generation. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, though, I respect that killer instinct and that that wanting to lift your team up when you are down. Like Kobe and Jordan have done that. LeBron, go and check the facts. Every time they're behind in the finals, in, in, in the fourth quarter specifically, if they're not front running or if, they're, if it's not at least close within two points, two or three points, he completely starts deferring. And as the best player in the game, that's when you should want to take over, especially because he hasn't always had the best teammates. So, uh, yeah, that, I, I agree with you there. It, it's, it's a lot to break down between fandom and opinion. Like, and a lot of people don't look at, look at stuff objectively. They either let their fandom or they let their opinion shade the facts. And that's kind of what I wanted to get at with this topic. But, Bella, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it goes the other way. Because, we, yeah, obviously, we talk about politics. And I don't want to go on another tangent again. But, you know, like my, my, my fandom of Donald Trump absolutely affects my opinion of Donald Trump. Trump and my distaste for people on the other side absolutely affects my opinion of their of uh, of their points of view or whatever narrative they may be trying to to tell. So it it does go both ways, but ultimately my my fandom is rooted in my opinions. So to ultimately then turn around and say that my fandom forms my opinions in certain instances sort of just makes sense. Like it's kind of the natural order of things. I guess I can see what you're getting at with that. I, I, I guess I can see where you're going with that. But still, I don't know. Like I said, just baseline, and this is just me, like you can't have – you can't be a fan of something without having an opinion on it. So while they the two can become intertwined, I still don't think that necessarily, at least for me, fandom informs opinion. But like I said, this, this, this is just my perspective on things. Yeah. And so I just think there's a, there's definitely a synergy to it. There's certain situations where they're you know mutually exclusive. There's certain situations where they're parallel to one another. It's a uh, you know it, it it I guess it depends on the case and how, how really how passionate you are about a particular thing. Like I mean I, I'm I, not a you know, I love fan of Game of Thrones stuff. and everybody else is. Oh God, don't yeah, I mean, and, you and say my that. my opinion behind it is is I don't think the guy is like he doesn't care about writing the books anymore. He's gotten so famous writing the show. And I just don't want to sit through watching it if I don't feel like, like it's just not the same. Like, be true to the books as much as you can. And I don't. I think he's just. That's why I'm not gonna watch the show. I don't. It, and it's totally just a. Like, may, it might just be a BS reason for why I'm not watching the show. But that's that's my reason for why I don't want to sit down and watch the show. Well, the, George R. Martin doesn't write the show. The same person who writes the shows that doesn't write the books. I think he he kind of gave the writers what the, he his anyway. ideas were for the la- yeah what his ideas were for the last few books and they that's why they're ahead of the books now but the books specifically i think are held up just because of george r martin's health like his they some people thought he would die like a year ago so yeah 
He just hit, hit him sitting down at the table and playing D and D. He hadn't had a chance. He's been out partying too oh. much since his fame hit. <laughs> I exactly. mean, basically, that's probably how he started writing these books. Is like he's just some nerd in the basement, and was like had just created four characters and sat down by himself and rolled dice and made this whole journey of Game of Thrones. So I mean, I probably should watch it. It's probably really good. You, but it, you're not yeah, the yeah. first person to say. There's actually a whole conspiracy theory website on why games Game of Thrones is just a really really deep person playing Dungeons and Dragons. Did you read that? Or did no, you no. Just... I've, I mean, I've played Dungeons and Dragons and, and been a DM. I mean, creating a book, you create a world. Like, that's what you're doing when you're as, like, a dungeon master for that game. So, like, I know we're getting, like, into a whole other segment and topic on fandom, but you're, like, you create everything, and then, like, I would have a... I would create this world, and then you two would create characters, and I would place you in this world, and I would present you with things that you would have to do and you, depending on the roll of the dice, you would succeed or fail, succeed or fail. And you might, if you roll a one, you might uh, catastrophically fail, where you might accidentally stab yourself or cut an arm off or, you know, something terrible might shoot your sister. You know, the, the, or you, you roll a 20 and something spectacular happens, like, Hayes, you jump off 18 walls and hit some miraculous shot where the arrow goes through a tiny little hole and hits the reactor and the Death Star blows up. You know, just something crazy like that. Just uh, anything like that can happen. And so you're writing the book and you just send your characters through it. And if you kind of write down and exaggerate here and there, I mean, you can easily have years and years and years of stories. I mean, there's a guy that writes books for Dungeons and Dragons and they actually use their characters that he's created in like their lore of Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm pretty sure he's just sitting at home with his buddies rolling dice and and having them act out the parts that he's he's putting in his books. Wow, that's Colin Wysong dropping knowledge here at the Awakened Soul. Uh, <laughs> that's Dungeon Master Colin Wysong. <laughs> you, well, one of the one of the aspects about it, it gets a bad name, and like anything that's really honestly good out there in society, usually gets a bad name because what do you want to to have flourishing kids? You want them to, to learn reading, uh, math, being creative, um, social social skills, because you're going to sit down with three or more people if you're going to play. Um, you have to learn teamwork. I mean, just all kinds of things. I mean, it's like the perfect at-home education system to, for, for you to give to your kids because they have to make the decisions. Or you can give them the chance. Like, Hayes, you could go out and buy, buy like a starter kit, sit down with your kids, Give it to your most creative one if they were interested in it and let them write the world, like create the world that you want to put them in. And then y'all sit down and y'all play as a family one night and let him control the game. Like let him be the dungeon master that's creating the world. And like it has a path for you to follow. Like, yeah, you can create your own, but if you buy like the, the standard kits, it gives you like storyline and tells you what to do at certain points of the storyline and stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely a fun and creative educational game. And but that yet. They found a way to, to shit on it um, so that it's people think, oh, it's devil worship and all that stuff, which it's not. It's, it's none of that stuff. I'd never actually heard that. That's crazy. It's devil wow. worship. Wow. Well, well, I mean, even more so than that, Colin just dropped a whole entire knowledge bomb on how Dungeons and Dra- Dragons can help your kids develop. If that's not a topic for the Awakened Soul, I don't know what is like that. Colin, thank you. That. <laughs> you just You're blew welcome. my mind. Like I'm, I'm still sitting here processing it and thinking of it. I'm like, you know what? He's right. 
Like you're because you you have a character seat and you have to add up your rolls with your stats. That's math. That's math right there. Um, you have to learn teamwork because you work you work with four other murder hobos, and and you <laughs> go out on adventures. Um, you have to learn to split up gold and and you have to know strategy because, um, you know, where you because you you can play you pull out like a battle map like it's cool because you can have them draw maps and they have mats and stuff that are for it and you get your little characters and you can paint your little figures just so you can visually represent this stuff on the mat i mean it's uh, it's it's so much fun to play i mean get around with some people and just shoot the shit with them and i don't know if you guys listen to conspiracy horsemen but uh big sal's on there and he's like huge into dnd um vin diesel's huge into dnd they actually wrote a, a movie based on his dnd character wow vin diesel yeah, <laughs> I, I you know what Vin Diesel as much as as a musclehead as he seems like he is like I, I wouldn't even be surprised if you have a conversation with him and he's like one of the most philosophical people you've ever talked to like it, it, it was some witch hunter like movie that. that he was in that's like oh his, yeah that's that, his that, that, that's his D and D character yeah that's his wow. D and D character that he's played forever it was that witch hunter character wow well as as we get ready to end this segment and I'm still processing what the hell Colin just told us. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. Add, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna leave it on this because I, I try to always present a question at the end of every segment now that leaves people to learn a little bit about you and also think. So I want to ask you, Colin, you first. What are the top three things you're a fan of? Uh, ooh, um, MMA for sure. Um, I like uh, wrestling. Is also another big thing that I'm I'm huge into, and uh, being a dad. I'm a big fan of being a dad because I uh, I enjoy having my child around at all times. Damn, I I can't argue any three of those, Bello. Um, I'm gonna give you the PG ones at least. I um <laughs> professional professional wrestling, um definitely one. Um and I mean from there, I'd have to say the Mets more specifically than baseball. The Mets, like I just love baseball and the Mets and it. it it reminds me so much of my family, and it's kind of like a thing that we all do together all the time. We go to games, we watch together. Ninety uh, percent of my conversations with my father are about politics or the Mets. Uh, so you know that that's just something that always hits close to home. And from there, I said it before, I'll, I'll say it again: chocolate. <laughs> I fucking love chocolate. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, uh, another Dark respect- chocolate specifically, if we wanted to get out on a limb there, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let everyone take that as they will. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll share my three, too, is uh, the Chicago Bulls. Like, I just it's ingrained in me. My dad's from Chicago. We watched every Chicago Bulls game growing up, so that's just part of who I am as a person. There was a period in my life, not as a, not as a adult or even a teenager, but that I, I would cry every time the Chicago Bulls lost. Luckily, back when I was that age, they didn't lose a lot, so it was it was very – few and far between now i'd be crying every day if i cried when they lost um it only kills part of my soul but but we'll move on from that professional wrestling of course (laughs) professional wrestling and i'm a fan of my children it's i i love hearing my kids laugh i love hearing my kids laugh amongst themselves talk amongst themselves like there's times where i just sit downstairs and i just listen to their interactions amongst each other um, and it just it puts a smile on my face. And as you guys know more than anybody, I don't smile very much, but definitely, definitely when I'm 
interacting with my kids, I smile a lot, and yeah, I'm biggest fan of that. Yeah, crotchety old man, you. I am a crotchety old man, and it sucks. It sucks at 30. I'm already a crotchety old man. But, fellas, thank you for joining me. Uh, As always, you know, I I love talking to you guys. I'm sure you guys will be back calling me. You got to talk some music. Next time you're on The Awakened Soul, it's going to be me and you talking music because I just want to pick your brain on that. Bello, you know, you'll pop in and out everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, Trump will do something (laughs) stupid soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, even, even with that, I'm honestly thinking about just for a while. I mean, while... I know you use it as your outlet whenever you want to come back and talk politics anytime you want to. But I think I'm going to I'm going to start making it um, my business to invite you on things specifically not politics unless you say send me that text like you did this time. Like, hey, I just have to get this out because I don't want to paint you in a box. And me and you have a lot of conversations about stuff all over the place. And I don't want to just I don't want I want everybody else to get to hear your opinions on that because a like I have to get you on to talk about Jay Z. Like I just have to. And now that I know we're both Little Wayne fans, that has to happen too. There you go. Yeah, we can we could do some sort of shit like that. And yeah, just real quick, folks. For just so you know, Sunday I wake up, I see the complete media shitstorm related to the Trump tweets and the kneeling, and I just send Hayes a text, and I'm like, "So when are we talking Trump for sports?" He responds, <laughs> "I'm glad you knew this was coming." Like, come on, of course. So this is the the round the clock type coverage you're getting here from the awakened soul. On, on life, which is you know hard to cover, considering he's merely one man. Oh yeah, I mean he sent he's making it easy for you though. He's got the shade with the NFL, and then he sends the FBI in to bust a bunch of college coaches. Yeah, to throw, throw the shade off of him. So he's, <laughs> yeah. he's very smart. He's a very smart man. Oh man, <laughs> fellas, tell the people where they can find you at. Colin, go ahead. Oh, you can find me at Wrestling Redneck at R A S S L I N R E D N E C K. And Bello? You could find me on Twitter at the Andrew Bello for pretty much life talk at WWP and Bello for wrestling talk. And, and uh, there's been a lot of that going on as well. So check that out if you're a fan. <laughs> and if not, there's usually occasionally just goofy gifts, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I do have a real, I have an at Colin Weissong account, too. I just don't use it as much as I use my Wrestler Redneck account. That one's at Colin, C-O-L-I-N-W-Y-S-O-N-G. There you go. And so definitely check them both out on Twitter. Specifically, check out Andrew Bellows' Twitter, where he uh, continually tweets out his love of Hillary Clinton and how sexy he thinks she is. Thank you, Those pantsuits are working. Yeah,